Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances, well, they can be confusing. But you don't have to face it alone, and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. Now, today is part two, because we are talking about balancing retirement with legacy giving. And the reason why this is so crucial is by the year 2030, every baby boomer should be 65 or older. And these baby boomers are going to be key in the wealth transfer that is scheduled to happen. If you've been listening to me, you know I've been quoting the McKinsey report that says women could receive up to $30 trillion of that wealth transfer. And now, according to other reports from the 2023 Modern Wealth Survey from Charles Schwab, it estimates that baby boomers will begin transferring $53 trillion, with a T, $53 trillion to their heirs. Now, what's important to me is that while that seems like a lot of money, it is. We need to realize that when we enter into retirement, we can be tempted to say, wow, look at this little nest egg I have. Look what God gave me. Look what I've inherited or whatever the case may be. But the problem is, is if we spend the first few years giving it all away, chances are you could be moving in with your kids when you're 80 because you've given the money away and Maybe they've spent it all too. So we want to be wise in how we do it so that you can have a wonderful retirement and be part of blessing the next generation. But we've got to be wise to do that and and go through a plan. So last week we started about the four-part process. And the first one was on creating and discovering what your wealth potential was, right? How do we discover it? We use some software that we use in our office and I walked through the example verbally for those of you who joined me on radio. But those of you on my YouTube channel, you were able to see that we gave examples. And we're going to show just one more example of that before we go to point two. And point two on this is creating a contingency plan. So not only do you need to see, hmm, I might have this potential for wealth. This may be what I have left over. And then making a contingency plan that says, but what if something happens? What if there's a lawsuit? What if there is a sickness, right? And that we've learned about that. One of the number one health concerns or ways to uh, that people become bankrupt in their retirement years is because of medical issues. We want to plan for those contingencies so that we can say, okay, not really pleased this is happening, but thank you, Lord, I've, I've planned for it. I've been a good steward. Then the third one is understanding your why why you want to transfer it to the next generation. Are they prepared? That's a key one. Are they prepared to receive it? Are you actually doing more harm than good when you transfer it to people that you love? Because if they are not skilled in it, how will they fare better than someone who won the lottery, right? We looked at a quote from National Endowment Financial Education, NEFI, and they said that 70% of lottery winners, 70% are in a worse off situation than they were when they before they received the money because people crawl out of the woodworks, relationships get shifted, things go south, you overspend, become overconfident because the wealth mindset in your mind 
never occurred even though you had an influx of resources. So we want to understand why you ha want to give and are you going to give it to people that it's actually going to hurt them. So we want to discuss that. And then the last part is we want to have those actionable steps. Okay, Crystal, I want to be a good steward. I see God has positioned me so that I can have great resources and have the potential for great resources in my retirement. I've prepared my loved ones to receive it. Now, how do I put it in place? These are all things over the course of this month that we're going to be talking about. And what I'd like to do while today we're going to focus on creating a contingency plan, I first want to back up a little bit to our first step because there was we talked about it last week. And I'm going to pull up my computer. And again, those of you on radio, I, I encourage you to visit the Crystal Clear Finances YouTube channel. But I'll, I'll talk you through on what we're seeing. And what we talked about last week, just as a quick recap, was we went through an example, and in fact, I'm gonna jump over there right now, where we said if someone was 40, they worked till they were 66, they made $100,000, they were going to be able to invest that money, and I'm gonna say, put it back to a more reasonable one, not 12%, but we're gonna say maybe they were able to get 6%, and they had 100,000 already saved, what would be their potential that they could have? Well, it shows that the income potential would be about 3.8 million, but it shows the wealth potential. If you never spend a dime, which we know that's probably unrealistic, unless you're planning at 40 years old through 66 years old living with mom, but if you didn't spend any, then the wealth potential would be 8.9 million. And we spent time uh, last month, or I should say last week, and we went through and we showed the impact of what it's like if we went ahead, and I'm just drawing, pulling this up on my computer so we can all see it, that if you paid 35% in taxes and you paid 40% in debt services and you spent 20% on lifestyle, wink, 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 then you were able to save 5%, your 8.9, 8 million of that went away. And literally you're entering into retirement with 877,000. Please hear me. People get excited about that 877. But if you look backwards, you can see, well, what did it really get me? What did it cost me to get here? In this example, it cost the person $8 million. So 877,000 may not make it for the next 20, 30, or 40 years. And last week, we talked about the fact that many individuals will say, well, Crystal, I got the answer. And I'm like, pray, please tell me, what is your answer? And they said, we just need a higher rate of return. And we went through that example and we showed what if we did 12%, which we know is not realistic to happen every year for 26 years, but we put it in there. And you know what? Even with entering retirement with over $2 million, it showed you had spent over $19 million to get there. Because the point is this, it's not the rate of return. You know where it is? It's coming up here into the taxes. It's all a stewardship and positioning issue. What if in working together, and this is what I promised all of you from last week, so you're joining me this week, to show you what if in working together we were able to figure out a way that your average taxes between when you have property and school tax and federal tax and state taxes, what if we were able to get it down to 25% so that you were living at that in retirement or even lower? but let's just humor and say 25%. Well, how would that change that 877,000 that you have to move into retirement? It just bumped it to 1.7 million. 
Oh. And what if we were able to say in debt services, instead of spending 40% of your annual income, giving it to credit card companies, giving it on mortgages, giving it on car loans, all these different things that we feel pressured into buying. What if there was a different way to buy it where you became the bank and your debt services really were only 20%? What would that do? Well, now you're 1.7 million grows to entering retirement with 3.4 million. Do you see how we have a fighting chance? Now you spent $5.4 million to get to retirement, but at least you have 3.4 to get through retirement. And well, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm gonna touch your lifestyle. Uh, It's just pretend you can breathe. And let's just pretend that what if you were able to be content with a little bit less and you just did 15% of your income went to retirement. What would that look like? Well, now you have $3.8 million against the 5 million you spent to get there. Yeah, I think that could give you a fighting chance, don't you? What did I do? I, I didn't change the rate of return. All I did was I said, this is where you are. Here's if you were able to get 6% a year for 26 years, which I know compliance department you cannot do, but if I can show that example, here's what a hypothetical of what may be a potential. Now with this potential money, let's deal with real life of this potential money. How much we're gonna lose for taxes? How much we're gonna lose for debt? How much we're gonna lose for lifestyle? Okay, let's work with what you have. And when you can enter retirement knowing what it took you to get there, then hopefully you'll hold on a little bit better to your resources because that brings us to point number two, right? The first one and being able to balance retirement and legacy. First one was discovering your wealth potential. Well, the second is creating that contingency plan. I encourage a lot of my clients when they're starting into retirement phase, listen, I know you're excited and you want to start gifting to all your kids. Please just wait, take a deep breath and let's just wait. Or at least if you're going to do it, do it more on a minimal basis. Because what happens is if we give it away at the beginning of our retirement, the compounding impact of you giving that money away that can no longer be there could impact the quality of your retirement. So yes, we want to do gifting, but we wanna do planned gifting. And I have found that in the first five years, especially when it's a stagger retirement, what do I mean by that? Well, a stagger retirement is when one of the one of the spouses, they say, I'm retiring first. And I actually, just so you know, I love stagger retirements because it allows you to ease into it. Now, the person who's still working, they might not like the stagger retirement because they picked the short straw, but however it works, I usually see where one will retire, they can still be covered by insurance on the other individual, so we're not having increased medical costs right away. And then they can start getting used to the fact that, oh, we're missing this income. That actually helps reveal a lot of things in their budget like, huh, with both of it coming in, we thought we would have X amount, $2,000 extra. We're actually just breaking even. 
which I like to hear. Well, not that they're breaking even, but I like to see when they have that wake up call, because then that means what do we need to fix and get in place by the time the second one retires? And usually it's about a year later, unless there's a big age difference between the two of them. And so we like that staggered retirement so we can get used to it. But regardless, whether it's a staggered retirement or both retiring at the at once, I try to encourage, let's wait five years. Give yourself five years in retirement for those, oh, I forgot that comes every two years. Oh, I forgot that. And it allows you to have the cushion needed. Now, after five years, if you want, we can be creative. And we could actually set up the, I want to give this to my kids, but Crystal's making me save it account. And we could name it that if you wanted. But we could put the money over there, put it in a CD or whatever it is. And in five years, if you haven't had to tap into it and everything else, the projections are right, you can say, see, Crystal, you were wrong. And then you can give all that money away. But let's just humor me, seeing as I've met with many people over 24 years, and let's put a po- put things in place for five years where we kind of just tap the brakes on the giveaways. So let's talk about how do you set a contingency plan? Well, part of the contingency plan is making sure that we're ready for things that happen in life. Now, how many of you, just think realistically, How many of you ever have heard of anyone in their retirement age that has needed nursing home care or who has gotten sick? Anyone out there? And oh, wow, look at all the hands. That's right. Because as we grow older, our body says, seriously, (laughs) I'm not doing that anymore. And our body gets tired. And that's why when we look at the Genworth study and we talk about the number one cause of bankruptcy in retirement, it does have to deal with medical issues. So a contingency plan could be that you want to include long-term health care. Now, I know some people say, absolutely not. That is fine. And some people say, Absolutely, I'm doing it. I have two specific cases I can think of that are just recent. A woman came in, husband did a great job setting up the retirement. She wasn't even aware that he had long-term health care on him. It is literally paying her $10,000 a month. He's able to stay at home. And between her and other nurse aides that are coming in, she's able to meet all the bills on it. And she said to me, Crystal, this is such a gift. I am so grateful that I had this in place. What we have to realize is, I know some of you say, but Crystal, I don't have the resources for it and I don't believe in it. That's okay. But there are some people that believe this is part of a contingency plan. Now, what I want to do is I want to take a quick 60-second break. When we come back, I want to give you some ideas of what something like that cost. Because when we're creating a contingency plan, we have to figure out, is the cost worth what the potential benefit would be? Am I going to pay out $20,000 for something I may never use and drain myself dry over here? Maybe it's not worth it, but we have to run numbers. And I believe there should be a contingency in plan in place for many areas of your life. And we'll be back in just 60 seconds. 
Is life insurance just about a death benefit? Or are there ways to use it while you're still alive? Well, yes, there are many strategies when it comes to life insurance, and it's key to find the one that's right for you. Join us at the Crystal Clear Finance's Life Insurance Strategies Workshop on Wednesday, September 20th at 6 p.m. as we demonstrate strategies for purchasing a car, sending kids to college, investing in real estate, or creating tax-free retirement income. Learn how to use the tax advantages of life insurance while you're still alive. Join us on Wednesday, September 20th at 6 p.m. Call 518-433-7181 and register for this free life insurance strategy workshop today. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. Thank you for joining me. I want to continue to encourage my radio listeners. Hey, guys, jump on over to the Crystal Clear Finances YouTube channel. It's a little button that says subscribe. And then every time we have these wonderful episodes, we will be putting them up there and you'll be notified. And that way, instead of imagining in your mind what are the green, red, yellow, and blue lines on my screen, you'll get to see them for yourselves. I do want to encourage you just real quick, remind you about our upcoming workshop that we are having on September 20th. It is a life insurance workshop because understanding how to use your whole life policies, I mean, that's great that you have them in place, but if they just sit in a corner and they're not working for you, hey, why don't we leverage them and be able to use them in a way that could benefit you? Now, it's not right for everyone and every policy is different. But I can talk to you at this workshop. We're going to have tables where you can actually bring your policy. We're going to be able to dissect them because if you understand finances, if you go through and learn what you need to and become skilled, then you have financial savvy. When you have financial savvy, when opportunities arise, you say, you know what? I know how to use this policy to take advantage of real estate I want to buy. I know how to use my policy to go do these things. But if we say, well, I don't know how I'd use it, so I really don't want to learn about it, then those opportunities, they go to knock on your door and they're like, they're not even home and they pass by. I want you to be prepared to have that financial savvy. So I would encourage you, give our office a call at 518-433-7181. And let's come to the life insurance workshop that we're having on September 20th. Yes, it's in person because this is going to be too hard to be trying to do this on a webinar. I want to be right there so I can walk over to the table. You can point to something on your illustration and I can say, oh, that's what this means. So uh, let's jump back into our conversation that we were having right before the break. We're talking about the importance of balancing retirement and legacy giving. In this, we know we have to first understand what our potential is. What do we think is going to happen over our retirement years? How much do we think we're going to end up with, especially because we're spending down? Once we have that idea and we say, hey, I think I might like I might have a million dollars left over, even though I've been taking these draws all this year. I want to give away a million dollars. Don't do it yet. Now we need to step into the second step, which is a contingency plan. And we talked about right before the break, the importance of understanding, well, how does our health fit into retirement? Because remember, when we do retirement planning, it's all fun. It's sun and roses, right? We're going to go on trips. We're going to, you know, enjoy life. But we got to deal with some of the unexpected things that happen, the uncomfortable things that we are going to get older. And some of us are going to be blessed to have great health until the day the Lord takes us home. And so 
some of us, not so lucky. Some of us will pass with the spouses that we love and some will have to nurse our loved ones and eventually they'll pass before us. So being prepared for those is important. So let me just give you an idea on this because one of the things that I do encourage depending upon your financial situation is the long-term health care. And I know people say it's so expensive and you're right. Let me give you the difference between someone who is 32, a husband, wife, 30 year old, 32 year old husband, 30 year old wife, they're going to have $220,000 in a bucket. And what does that mean? Remember, the way that it works is long-term health care is a bucket of money. And when you are eligible, you can't do two of the six assisted daily living activities. The long-term health care company starts taking the money out of the bucket to give to you. And you can set up the bucket so that if one spouse passes away and didn't use their amount that was in their bucket, it can pour over and it all goes into the remaining spouse's bucket. And that's the way this policy set up for this 30 and 32 year old. They're gonna have $220,000. And if they decide to stay at home, they're not gonna put their loved one in a nursing home. They're just gonna do it themselves, no claims. They're gonna give them 1500 a month, which isn't much, but that'll, they'll pay that for over 12 years. If it gets worse, then they'll pay up to 6,000 a month and they'll do that for three years. Now, why am I telling you that? Because just to get an idea of the price for a 30 and a 32 year old, that's $3,900. So you're right, this couple is now paying $3,900 and they'll pay that every year until a claim is filed. And at that time, then it stops, you, you stop paying the premium because they're starting to pay you. Now, you might think, well, Crystal, that's a lot to pay. Well, there are statistics that show on it, and this would be something you would sit down with your financial advisor, or I'd be happy to sit down with you, which can say, hey, listen, if you just pay this for a certain amount of years, you've more than taken care of. You know, you pay it for five years, and it just takes two years in a nursing home, and you've made up the premiums or something like that. There's a break-even chart, and that's what you would ask to see. Now, let's kind of look at it, someone who's 62 and 60. Same type of thing, a $220,000 bucket. This time they get 2,400 to take care of them at home or 6,000 in a nursing home. And again, we're talking the same type of thing where if they're giving them 2,400 a month, it's gonna last them for seven years. Or if they're giving them 6,000, it would last around three, three years. Well, something like that is gonna cost $4,900. So yes, there is a $1,000 difference between the 30-year-olds and the 60-year-olds. And that's where it comes down to cash flow. If the resources are there and the projected potential is there that you will have surplus towards the end, being able to put long-term health care in place so that they can't go after your assets or at least it slows down the depleting of the assets may be a way that you can set up a contingency plan. And it's something that I believe, even though it's not fun to talk about, that we should be talking to our financial advisor about, what if something goes wrong with my health? There are other options that are available, but this at least gives you a good idea. Now, when it comes to contingency plans, I wanna talk a little bit about the unexpected. I have a case right now with a client 
where she's going through. She wanted to do a lot of gifting to her children. And I said, oh, please tap the brakes. How about we take this amount that you want to give them and we put it in a side account. And we have that side account where we're going to do laddered CDs and there's going to be some growth in there because the ladder CDs, we can see what the amount is. And in five years, if you haven't touched it, if everything's been a going according to plan, we can talk about the gifting, whether we can give 17000 to each child a year, however we're going to do it. So we started doing this. About two years into her retirement, she gets this letter. So two years after she wanted to make these huge gifts like pay off the child's house type of gifts. Okay, so we're not talking mom's buying you an ice cream cone, all right? Two years after, she starts getting this letter of, and I don't want to go into detail on the radio, where there was a lawsuit and some things went sideways. And anyways, long story short, she owes the money back. Okay, so now she's retired and they're saying, oops, my bad, you weren't supposed to get that. Now they're wanting her to go into her retirement holdings, which we've already done the wealth and income potential on this. And they want her to send it back. So, of course, we're now spending money with attorneys to say, wait a minute, you guys signed a legal thing. Nope, you can't come back. And I don't want to drag out into it. But my point of the matter is, I remember her saying to me, thank you. Thank you that you didn't let me pay off their houses. And thank you that you did had me put this money to the side because we're using that money to hire the attorneys so she can stand her ground. And I do think based on what the attorneys are saying, thankfully that she is going to win. But imagine if she hadn't put that money in there, she had paid a $200,000 home off, she had done 150 over there, and then to make it even gave another 50 so they each were getting 200,000. Can you imagine the stress that they would be under right now thinking, what if not only did I give 400,000 away, but now I have to give X amount of dollars back? These are key things when we talk about contingency planning that we need to look into. You know, it's not fun, but it's the right way to plan. So let's go back to what we were saying. First thing that we're doing when we're balancing wealth and uh, retirement planning and, and legacy giving is we want to see your wealth potential. Then we want to see what are the what ifs, whether we should be putting certain insurances in place so that we can minimize or mitigate the risk. And then looking at those what if this happens scenarios, putting that to the side. Then the next step deals with understanding why you want to leave a legacy. And this is a loaded question. As I mentioned on last week's program, I have some clients, very few, but I have a few clients that have literally said they'll be upset with me if they die with leaving a large balance because they intend to spend everything. The bulk of my clients are not like that. The bulk of my clients, they want to leave a legacy for the children. But again, we're going to go into, is it in their best interest and is it in your best interest? You know, from a personal point of view, I remember that because I have been with businesses all my life, I am an entrepreneur. Started Crystal Clear Finances over 24 years ago. I've seen my husband start his trucking company. He's now starting another company. Just it's in our blood to get this up and running and serve people. When we look at this and I said, I am going to build businesses and I'm going to create three businesses because I have 
three children. And what better legacy dun, da, 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 than to be super mom? And when I pass, we'll have five will inherit crystal clear finances and Melanie will inherit this and Stephanie will be inheriting this and they'll just love having businesses until when I was ready to purchase my second business. And I remember it was on my birthday. I remember telling the kids because they were all gathered around. I said, guys, guess what? I have found the second business. This is going to be Melanie's business. We're going to buy it. Your father and I are going to work it. He's going to run it because I'm full force in crystal clear finances. And I'm so excited about it. And I remember clearly Melanie saying, but I don't want it. And I thought, all right. What do you mean you don't want it? You're from an entrepreneurship family. We do businesses. That's what we pass to our kids. Hoorah, hoorah. And I realized that, no, my kids, except for my son, five, who works with me here at Crystal Clear Finances, except for him, the other two, they don't want a business. And so here I am knocking myself out putting together a business plan for another business, which will cause fi uh, George and I to be working evenings and working weekends, but it was going to be worth it. We'd do it together to make sure she had the inheritance to do something they didn't even want. So the point of my story is, is that many times we're like, we're going to do this legacy charge. And yet we are not quite sure that's really what the kids want. And the second point, which I'm going to have to carry over and talk about next week's program is, what are we doing to prepare the kids to receive it? Because God knows, God really knows that my heart is never to leave something that's going to wound the next generation. And I would imagine your heart is probably the same. We build our wealth and we build our resources to glorify the Lord, to help provide for ourselves, to be good stewards and then to leave money for the next generation so that they can step into the fullness of their destiny. That means our responsibility is to prepare them to receive that as well. Well, we are at the end of our time together. I'm going to continue yet another part of this program next week. If you have questions or you'd like a free initial consultation, give our office a call at 518-433-7181. And join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and Alpha Star are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.